Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be me being vulnerable and honest and open with you like I am in every episode, but today is going to be totally from my heart and I am going to just kind of just share with you some struggles I've been through and some things that can help you if you're struggling with anxiety and overwhelm in your life or teaching. When I started my website, going through figuring out what to call my website, I thought of several different names. I could have called it anything about music education, anything with music teacher in the, you know, URL, anything related to teaching music, but I decided to name it the domestic musician for a reason. I really feel like it's important for obviously my heart and passion, as you've heard me say so many times, is to help music teachers with strategies and ideas for your classroom. But also, I want to help you with balancing your health, your life, your home life outside of school, and to find that work home life balance that is honestly really hard to find. And so I mean, I don't know if we ever really find it, (laughs) you know what I mean? But so I decided to name my website The Domestic Musician because it has multiple meanings. But for me, the reason I named it that is because I really want to help with the home life side of things as well as the teaching life and how to find a good balance between the two. So with that said, today's episode is going to be a little more personal and something that can really help you in your teaching as well as your home life. And today is all about anxiety and stress as a teacher and how to deal with it. So like I said, I want to be open and honest from the very beginning and before I start sharing with you what works for me. So I have never really told anyone this except for my family and then maybe some close friends, but I have struggled with anxiety for years. Um, it It's really honestly hard to explain. I Basically what it feels like to me is when I have too much going on, um, too many things on the to-do list, I, I kind of will look at it, all of it that needs to be done and just get completely overwhelmed. And it kind of feels sometimes like a paralyzing feeling, like you just don't know where to start. Um, so this started probably in college. And then when I got my first teaching job, of course, I was overwhelmed. Any new teacher is overwhelmed. But it was just constant thoughts of, you're not doing this right. You can't do this. Someone else could do it better. And it was always just this anxious feeling of, okay, I need to do this. And I need to do this. And I need to start this. And I need to do it this way. And that would also, in my home life, I met my husband three months after I started teaching. And even when we were dating, it would always be like, he's going to leave me. He doesn't love me. This, 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 this. Constant thoughts like that. And so it's not something that ever goes away. And so years later now, now that I'm married, three little boys, and anxiety is something I still struggle with. Um, In fact, I had to take off a month from 
worship team. I play piano on my church's worship team. I took off. Um, I really didn't do as many Facebook lives as I used to do. I um, just kind of slacked on writing blog posts for a while. Just took a break from stuff because I felt that same anxious feeling that comes around every once in a while coming up in me. And it's never really gotten to the point where I feel like I need to go to a doctor. If I ever felt like that, of course I would. Um, but I want to help you if maybe you're struggling with this and, or something similar, or maybe you feel like you're just so overwhelmed and stressed out and you feel like you're not really knowing how to get out of that funk. I want to just tell you what has worked for me. And so hopefully this advice will help you to somehow beat this overwhelm and stress. Does it ever go away? No, of course not. We are not perfect humans. We are not robots. We're always going to have stress and overwhelm and anxiety and things that are out of our control. But I've kind of just taken time to think about before I started recording this episode, what has really helped me and what has really helped me get through it and what has really helped me to keep going and keep pursuing my dreams and keep, you know, living life without letting this consume me. And I feel like this is something that's so hard to talk about. Maybe you're listening right now and you're not even struggling with anxiety, but maybe it's depression or maybe you're just struggling with something else that nobody else knows because it is so hard to admit when we are not 100% okay. I mean, I know for me, because what ends up happening, if you admit to people you're just not okay, or something's wrong, and maybe you're like I am, what the reason I don't like to talk about it, first of all, because it's hard to talk about, but also because I know I'm going to immediately get all the questions of, oh, are you okay? Can I do anything for you? Should, should we be worried? You know, all those questions that come. And so I know that. And so if you're not comfortable talking to anybody, that's okay. And it just hopefully this episode helps you. So first of all, the first thing I want to say is try to figure out what is causing you to feel anxious or stressed. Okay, so first of all, what I mean is obviously being a teacher causes a lot of those feelings. But how can you deal with it? How can how can you help yourself? And that's mainly what this episode is about is what has really helped me. And so think about what is the main cause of it? Is it a certain class that you're kind of hyper-focusing on too much and that they're really kind of stealing your joy? Is it the fact that you are trying to be a perfectionist and try to and you're trying to be a people pleaser and you're trying to please all the teachers in your school instead of really just taking a step back and saying, no, that's not going to work and that's putting way too much pressure on my plate? Is it because you're having a hard time saying no to things and you're taking on way too much on your plate? Hello, I'm speaking to myself here, right? <laughs> Is it because you feel like you're not being a good enough mom, a good enough dad, a good enough um teacher, a good enough brother, sister, or friend, and you're having a hard time balancing it all. Whatever is causing your feelings, first of all, I would encourage you because this is the first thing I'm going to say is write it down. Really helped me. What really helped me is when I just took a piece of paper and a pen. I'm really old fashioned like that still. And I love to just still write 
on paper and pen <laughs> and so, with paper and pen. And so I wrote down what is causing me to feel like this? What's causing all this buildup in me and the stress and just making me feel like I can't take a deep breath sometimes? Writing it down really did help because what helps is you're able to visualize it and then you're able to say, okay, so I am really, me not being able to say no to things is really causing that. What can I say no to? Oh, I've been telling you know, I've been really focusing on this class that's really been giving me a hard time all year. But when you take a step back and you see that it's not you, and they've been kind of having a hard time in all areas of the school and PER, computers, their classroom, library, lunchroom, everywhere, then it really helps you to go, okay, takes you out of the equation. So write down what is really causing you to have those feelings. First of all, write it down. Now, this is going to sound a, kind of sound taboo, but one thing that really does help is exercise. It's just exercising for you. Now, simply just going on a walk sometimes. I love to just stick my headphones in, plug it into my phone. Now, I did just get a new iPhone, and don't make fun of me, but I don't know what the, I have to get a little the thing that plugs into the phone that you have to plug the headphones into the thing. I just had to do that. So it's kind of more annoying now because every time I lose that little cord, I can't just plug my headphones in anymore. Anyways, that was sidetrack. But I love to just turn off the world for a minute. And when you have a hundred thoughts going through your head and people vying for your attention and you just have all these things going on at school and you just feel like you just can't take a breath, sometimes just going on a, a walk. And it can even just be like really, you know, slow walk, you know, moderate pace, where you're just letting your thoughts run through your brain and getting them out and thinking through things and processing things. And listening to your favorite music or podcast sometimes helps so very much. Maybe you're a runner. So go running. Maybe you like to go to the gym. So do that. Whatever is your cup of tea, do it. I notice sometimes whenever I do, I'm able to just have space to myself to go and give myself even time to think creatively. That's That helps me so much because I feel like a lot of times what happens if you're a creative person, which as music teachers you all are, you sometimes if you don't have time to process fully through your thoughts, that for me causes anxiety as well because I feel like I'm like, oh, oh, this is a good idea. I should write a blog post about that. And then what happens? Then if I forget it, then I'm trying to remember what I had thought about. And then if I don't have time to jot it down or fully think through the whole topic idea or take notes about what I would write about, it just starts. And then the next thought comes up. And then do you see what I'm trying to say? Give yourself time for some creative space. We talked about being a musician and, you know, giving yourself time to still be a musician for yourself, playing music for yourself. Well, that goes too with the creative side of who you are. Give yourself time to think creatively and to think through all these thoughts that are going through your head. Bust out the notes on your phone. And as you're on that walk, take notes. Write down any thoughts you have. Or, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I could do that with this lesson I'm teaching. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I never thought about doing this song in this particular program. You got to give yourself some creative space to think. And a lot of times during the school day, you don't have that. Even during your plan time, you're planning, you're busy, people are interrupting you. So give yourself that time at the end of the day or the beginning of the day or um, going on a walk helps. But taking exercise out of the equation, I also talked about listening to podcasts. So for me, I listen to so many different podcasts. 
There are amazing music education podcasts that I listen to as well um, that are you can find any of them on iTunes. Um, there are, I listen to business podcasts. I listen to pastors. I listen to um, uplifting podcasts. I mean, any kind. But on top of that, there's audiobooks. That, like I said, there's music. Just anything that you can listen to to kind of uplift you, to make you feel better, to inspire you, then do it. Maybe it is your drive to work and your drive home. Maybe it's during your lunch break, you maybe even just one day a week, you do not go into the the teacher's lounge and you eat lunch in your room and you put your headphones in and that's your signal to the world. Please leave me alone for 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 20, whatever your lunch is. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's the second thing I want to say is listening to something to inspire you and uplift you or maybe it is just reading a good book. I personally do not have as much time to read as I would like to. It's really sad. I really wish I could get back into reading. But I'm just a person who would rather just listen to something because I can multitask and do it at the same time, right? So the third thing I want to say is for me, what really has worked also is prayer. And I just really do believe in the power of prayer and just taught, like I said, processing through your thoughts. But when I just pray and I'm give it to God and hand it over to him and say, you know what, I can't do this on my own. And I know I'm trying to tackle all these issues on my own and I'm trying to juggle everything in my life on my own and then I just give it to him and let him take control of it. It's like just releasing it and just saying, here, get it off your chest and here, God, have it. And so that's the third thing I want to talk about is that really helps me. And maybe you're not a praying person, but maybe you like to meditate or maybe just speaking it, just speaking those thoughts into existence. And yes, it looks like you're talking to yourself, but that's okay. I talk to myself all the time. And so just speaking the words of the thoughts that are going through your head or what's bothering you, you're going to write it down, but you can also speak it out, right? The fourth thing I want to say is to do something for you. We talked about going on walks or running. We talked about listening to podcasts, but maybe you have a favorite hobby that you used to love to do that you just don't do anymore. Maybe it's for nothing but just lack of time. So what is something you love to do? Okay, so for instance, for me, I I just really love to play with my kids. I know this sounds really corny because, I mean, that's, you're like, wow, that's really, you know, really unique. But no, I'm serious. And a lot of times I notice I start feeling like a bad mom when I'm not really interacting and I'm just kind of there. I put it aside then I go build Legos or I go play at a park with them and I go down the slides with them and I really make an effort to do something with them. So other things, what do I do for myself? I, like I said, I play on my church's worship team. That's something I do for myself. I was, obviously, I'm doing it to serve, but I do it for myself. It's something that only I can do. I play piano on my own sometimes with my headphones in in my house just for me. Sometimes I love to just order food in and eat it when the kids go to bed with my husband and we'll just watch our favorite movie and eat sushi. That's something I do just for me. Little things like that. Maybe it is just going through and getting your favorite cup of coffee at a Starbucks or whatever your local coffee joint is. Anything that you can do just for you, don't make yourself feel guilty about it. If you're like, you know what, buying myself a new shirt would make me feel better, go for it. 
If going to get your favorite ice cream cone, go for it. Whatever that thing is that you can do to make yourself feel better, then do it. Don't make anybody make you feel guilty about it either. Maybe there is, like I mentioned earlier, a favorite hobby. Maybe you like to sew. Maybe you like to, I don't know, bowl. I'm just naming random things off the top of my head. Maybe you've always really liked to um, fly paper airplanes in the air. Whatever it is, just give yourself time, some space to do something for you. That isn't for someone else. That isn't for anyone in your school or anyone in your family. That's just for you. Okay? But on top of that, I want to say make sure you make time for friends. This is something I feel like gets really hard the older you get. And the, I'm speaking from experience. And the, the more, the busier you get. And then when you have your own family it just gets harder and harder and harder because everybody's schedules are really crazy and there's so much going on. There's friends I have that are my best friends in the whole world and we will have to literally plan a night to hang out four weeks um, four weeks later from the date we talk, if that makes sense. It's, it's just crazy. It's, and that's just life. But the thing is, is when I hang out with these friends, they make me feel refreshed. I feel like I can talk to them and be open and honest and just share what's on my heart. We talk about our dreams, our struggles, our worries, our wins, our families, our work, our whatever. And it really does help to just hang out with people who love you. And friendships, by the way, speaking of friendships, will change over time. I've had some uh, my high school best friend and I are still best friends. I have some college best friends of mine who we are still best friends. But there are several friends who have just been there for a season. And that's okay. And I have looked back at those friendships and thought, you know what? Instead of being upset that this friendship fizzled for whatever reason, I'm going to just be grateful that they were in my life when they were because I know they were there for a purpose. Okay, so I just feel like someone needs to hear that. If you need, are you, if you're listening to this and you need to hear that about friendships, know that some friendships don't last. And, and they're, I don't know how to explain it. It does hurt, but there will be new friends that come in your life who you'll say, okay, that's why that friendship fizzled because I needed to make room for you. Okay, so honestly, sometimes what also helps alleviate some stress and anxiety is just to do nothing. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm being serious. There are there have been nights where I've said, okay, I kind of want to go on a walk, but nope. I kind of want to practice piano, but nope. Hey, let me do some work and open my laptop and I'll just shut it and say, nope. And I will literally intentionally sit in my bed and turn on Netflix and not get on any, not get on my phone, my computer, not even respond to text messages and just do nothing. I'm telling you, obviously you can't do this all the time. It's, there's no way. <laughs> but even if you just do this once a week, once every two weeks of just giving yourself a nothing night, not making any commitments, telling people, no, I can't hang out, saying to your family, I need some space for a minute. It helps so much, especially if you're an introvert like I am. I'm kind of an introvert extrovert. I can't feel like I'm somewhere in between. I don't really know. But I love to just sometimes just have time to just sit and do nothing. 
Because I feel like when you just go, 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 go all the time and you never give yourself a break, you never give yourself space, you never give yourself time to unwind, you never give yourself time to just um, relax, then that's honestly when a lot of the times you just feel stressed out because you don't give yourself time to do nothing. And if you're anything, anything like me, it's hard to do that, right? Because you feel like if you're doing nothing, there's something you're supposed to be doing. I mean, there's been so many times I'll be doing nothing and say, oh my gosh, should I do that? Oh my gosh, I need to do that. If I don't do that, it's not going to get done. Oh, let me put this in the notes of my phone so I don't forget. Oh my gosh, I need to do this. Oh, how backed up on laundry am I? Da, 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 and just keeps going. Do you know what? The world can turn off for one hour and it's going to be okay. Nothing's going to fall apart in your world. No one's going to need you that bad unless there is an emergency. That's, you know, exception to the rule here. But you got to put yourself first. Think about how many, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but think about how many times you're putting everyone else ahead of yourself. I mean, think about it. You're constantly serving your students, your staff at school, your principal, your husband, your wife, your own kids, your friends, your everyone, that sometimes you feel like, where did I go? You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's you're easy. It's easy for you to get lost in the shuffle. So, getting you're giving yourself time to do nothing is totally fine. You may get some weird looks or some weird texts back when you say, "Hey, I'm doing nothing tonight," and they're like, "What does that mean? I don't get it. <laughs> is that a place? Is that somewhere you're going? Is that a new restaurant? No, it's me taking time for myself, right? But don't worry about. That's the other thing. Don't worry about other people's opinions. You do you. And don't worry about it because you got to take care of yourself. You have to. It's very, very important. So I talked about writing down your thoughts. Okay. Something else that really helps me is not just writing down my thoughts, but there's if there's a never-ending to-do list, it's not just seeing the to-do list add up and up, up and up and up and up. What's really started helping me is really breaking it up into days. Okay. So like Monday, okay, I have all these tasks I need to do. And I'm talking about when it comes to your home life, like laundry, cooking, groceries, cleaning, taking care of kids, giving your kids a bath, blah, 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 whatever, homework, and your work life, okay? Anything that goes on during the school day. I'm not going to go through all the things because you know what all those things are. Then you look at your calendar. There's some things that are, they're they're going to be there no matter what. You can't change them, right? You... um you know, like, for instance, if your son plays soccer on Tuesday nights, you can't move that to Wednesday. It's just not going to work. That's what I mean. But then there's some things that are, okay, I really need to work on planning this program. Okay, obviously, Tuesday night's not the night. So you put it on the calendar. And that is what you're doing that night, no matter what. Okay, you don't and then other tasks like, okay, I really need to get groceries, what would be a good day this week, where I could do that. Or if you're, um, town you live in has grocery pickup, anything to give yourself less stress in that part, do that. There's grocery pickup nowadays. There are um, online banking. I mean, there's so many different things to simplify your life. Order things on Amazon if you need to and have it delivered. Man, that's that's been a lifesaver. That and grocery pickup have been so great in my life. Maybe um, you have one day where you designate to do laundry, okay? Or have the people in your family, if you have a family, help you do that. So on the calendar, what I'm saying is you have this to-do list divided up into 
you know, your home life tasks and your work life tasks. A lot of the work stuff will get done at work, but some things you do need to take home sometimes. And so then you look at your calendar, like I said, find that those open spots during your calendar where you don't have so much going on and fill it in. So then it's just like, when you get to that on the calendar, if people say, hey, do you, can you go to dinner tonight? You're like, actually, I need to, oh, that was on the calendar, so I have to do it. That helps me so much because if it's there, then it happens and it gets done. And then it doesn't just sit there on the to-do list staring at me forever. I hope that helps you and I hope that makes sense. Maybe you don't want to do it that way and that's totally fine. What I told you guys in this episode is I'm just I'm sharing with you what has worked for me and writing things down and then being able to take them off the to-do list after they're done. If it's scheduled for a Wednesday and then I completed that task, oh, you better believe I go into the calendar on my phone and I delete that task and it is done. It's finished. No more. Blah. Done. Finished. And so that, by the way, goes with scheduling this podcast. I have some amazing guests coming up that I've already recorded and I have some more that are coming up. And by the way, if you want to be on the podcast, just head to the domesticmusician.com, click on the podcast tab, and you can, any elementary music teacher can be interviewed to be on this podcast. So that was just a little plug for that, by the way. But what I was going to say is I keep my calendar like super, super strict with what I have going on. So that way, when I'm scheduling out guests, all I have to do is say, hey, here's a link, pick a time and date. Bam, it's done. And that way, my calendar is, I keep it going. I keep it going and keep it going so people can know when I'm available. Okay, so like I said, make sure you talk to someone. If you're feeling this way, talking to someone really does help. Maybe you don't feel like comfortable talking to everybody, but maybe you have a sister or brother you feel like you can talk to about your feelings. But if you feel like you are struggling more than I've talked about in this episode, please know that it's okay to seek professional help. People go all the time all the time to doctors for, you know, physical ailments and sicknesses like that, and there's 1000 million percent nothing wrong with going to a doctor for mental things being able to talk to a doctor that's what they're there for and it's okay do you not need to feel you know any any way about needing to do that okay I just want to let you know that don't feel like you cannot go speak to someone professionally about it and so I hope this helped you and I hope these things that I shared today really help you with alleviating some stress and if you've been feeling anxious and overwhelmed when it comes to trying to do it all And I'll try to record another episode to give even more insight about this. But please know that I love you and I care about you. And I really do pray for each and every one of you every single day. And that I completely can relate to the struggles of feeling overwhelmed and anxious. And you're not alone. And it's okay to have the feelings you're feeling. I promise. So even if you just implement one of the steps I gave you today, I promise it'll really help you to feel like you're like, okay. Some of these tasks are getting accomplished. I feel like I'm better at saying no to people. And I feel like I am able to talk it out and I feel better. Have an amazing rest of your week, you guys. And I will be back on here next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes.
To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.